Hi, I'm Daniel Foley from the Abundant Life Training Center, and welcome to our daily communion meditation, where today we're talking about giving joyful thanks to the Father. So yesterday we said one of the best ways to stay positioned in the light is to simply be grateful. To stay positioned in the light is to simply be grateful, to walk in thanksgiving and gratitude. And when we walk in the light, it says that we have fellowship with God and fellowship with people in 1 John. Now this month, in the month of August of 2022, We've been doing a connection challenge to connect with God, our purpose, our loved ones, and our community on a new level. And to walk in community, to walk in connection, we have to have that fellowship with God and fellowship with people. So it's very important that we walk in the light. And we say being grateful, being thankful is one of the easiest ways to do that. Well, in Colossians chapter 1, verse 12, it tells us that we should be giving joyful thanks, not just thanks, but joyful thanks to the Father. And it gives us a specific reason giving joyful thanks to the Father because he has qualified us to share in the inheritance of his holy people in the kingdom of light. He's qualified us to share in his inheritance, in his holy people, in the kingdom of light. And giving joyful thanks for that regularly. is one of the most powerful lessons I've ever learned, is giving joyful thanks for this every single day. And so we're going to be asking God for just insight into this, why it's so important. And we're going to be asking for his help to help us to be walking in this, to remember to be doing this continually from this point on in our lives. But some of you might be asking, daily communion, why are we taking communion every day? Well, about 10 years ago, I had pretty much no spiritual life whatsoever. Was doing life on my own without God, doing things my own way. But life wasn't going the way that I wanted it to go. At the time, I was running my personal training business and the business got into some tough times. I had some months where I'm losing thousands of dollars in a month. And I just had the weight and stress and pressure of the business on me. My life was very unbalanced. I needed a better way. And one day I came across the challenge to start reading one chapter from the book of Proverbs every day. Proverbs has 31 chapters. So on day one of the month, you read Proverbs chapter one. Day two of the month, you read Proverbs chapter two. And then you keep going like that until the end of the month. And then you start back over again. Well, after doing this for a little while, one day Proverbs 13, 22 seemed to jump off the page at me. It says, a good man leaves an inheritance for his children's children. And that verse inspired me to start creating manuals and lessons and teaching for all the different areas of life. But when I got started, I had no clue where to start. So I began to seek after God, began to totally immerse myself in the things of God. He began to show up. My relationship with him began to grow. He began to teach me and to train me. And he taught me this whole new way to live. where We make him the source. We make him the center of everything. We learned how to rest and trust in him. We learned to allow him to do the work through us. Now, it wasn't always easy learning a new way to live. Man had to grow. Man had to change. I had to put off some old ways and to learn how to walk this out, this new way of living, walking in fellowship with him, walking in fellowship with one another. And I just began to document the things that I was learning. And it turned into a series of books and courses and now partners that we have called the Abundant Life Blueprint. But out of everything we do in the Abundant Life Blueprint, I do believe daily communion is the most important thing. Jesus tells us, as often as you do this, remember me. And there's something so powerful about just taking a few minutes to remember and not to forget, especially when we've got busy lives, we've got stuff coming at us in a day, we've got issues and problems. Just remembering him, staying focused on him and what his sacrifice means for us today. 1 Corinthians eleven twenty six, it says, every time we take communion, we're proclaiming the death of Jesus. And in the case of a will or an inheritance, nothing happens until you prove the death. So in a way, communion is like an activation that sets in motion all of the benefits found in this new covenant. 
But how we take communion also matters. It's important we take it the right way. Every time we take communion, to take it with the fear of the Lord, with deep awe and honor and reverence for the sacrifice of Jesus, with joyful thanksgiving for his sacrifice and what he what he did for us. So the process we typically use, we start with about a two-minute long prayer that's mostly scripture, coming from Ephesians chapter 1 and the prayer of Jabez found in 1 Chronicles chapter 4. And then we take a few minutes to examine ourselves. Because the Apostle Paul says some people are weak and sick and they die early because they don't examine themselves before taking communion. And if communion has the power to do that in the negative, I believe it has the power to make us healthy and strong and give us long life if we take it the right way. And then after our time of communion, we take a couple minutes to go over some practical physical fitness tips. Because I truly believe physical exercise is meant to teach us how to exercise our faith. So let's get started with our prayer. Heavenly Father, I pray for all those who are watching or listening, their families, all those connected to them and our church and governmental leaders. And I thank you for releasing us from darkness and transferring us into the light, into the kingdom of your dear son. I thank you for your purpose and grace given to us in Christ Jesus before time ever began. I thank you that Jesus was smitten for us so that you could fight for us. And I keep asking that you, the Father of glory, would give us the spirit of wisdom and revelation so that we would know you better. That the eyes of our hearts would be enlightened to know the hope to which you've called us and the riches of your glorious inheritance that is in us and the immeasurable greatness of your power to us who believe. The same power that you exercised in Christ when you raised him from the dead and seated him at your right hand in heavenly places. Far above all rule and authority and power and dominion, in every name that is named, not only in this age, but also in the one to come. And you put all things under his feet and made him to be the head of the body, the fullness of him who fills all in all. And Father, I ask you to bless us, to make your face shine upon us. Let us find grace and favor in your eyes. Expand our borders and our territory. Expand our capacity to receive your purpose and grace, your love and your goodness, and to let it flow through us so that we do good and are a blessing to people all over the world. Send us opportunities to do good and be a blessing today and help us be sensitive to those opportunities. Keep your hand on us and help us do today what's right and best in your eyes and do it with peace and joy and confidence in you. And we ask you to stretch out your hand to heal and do signs and wonders and keep us from evil and pain. Through the mighty name of Jesus, amen. All right, we're going to go through the other half of prayer. And this is our time to examine ourselves. Are we making today a masterpiece? Because when it all comes down to it, it's always called today. We've got to walk out our faith today, this day today. And masters of anything are simply masters of the fundamentals. And that's where we talk about executing our four fundamentals and bringing some presence and some fun into them today. But before we go through the fundamentals, let's remember God's got a process. When he took the people from Egypt to the promised land, there were some steps and stages along the way. It didn't all just happen in one day. And in a similar way, for us to step into the promises and the inheritance that God has for us in Christ, I think there's some steps, there's some stages along the way. And I think it starts with us believing God's got something better for our life, better than we could ever ask or think or dream or imagine. But that plan's probably going to look impossible. And it's being willing to move forward with that plan, to put off our old ways and to learn how to walk out this new way of living. 
learning how to walk in faith and forgiveness and love and humility, resting and trusting in him and allowing his beautiful plan to unfold in his perfect timing. And that's where I think these four fundamentals come in to help us to walk it out today. Our first one, we got to get positioned in the light. We said if we have fellowship, we, when we walk in the light, we have fellowship with God, fellowship with people. We've got to make a decision today. It starts with a decision to walk in the light. And one of the easiest ways I found to take that position in the light is just be thankful. Stay positioned in gratitude and praise no matter what's coming in your way. Stay positioned in gratitude and praise. Why? Giving joyful thanks that God has qualified us to share in the inheritance of his holy people in the kingdom of light. Just giving thanks for that regularly. It's going to help us stay in position. And when we're in position, we're walking in faith. We're walking in love. We're walking in gratitude. We're walking in humility. We're walking in forgiveness. Just by following that shortcut of staying in position in thanksgiving. And when we take our position in the light, you're stepping into the light. You're stepping into Christ. You're stepping into that kingdom of light. And in there is everything you need for life and godliness. We've got access to God's peace, his joy, his love, his spirit, his power, his health and energy, his mind and wisdom, time, finances, his presence, his resources. It's all available in the light. We've got to learn how to take our position in that light. Think about that for a moment. You can have God's peace rather than your peace. You can have his health and energy rather than your health and energy. We have to learn how to take our position and to get that flowing through us in our life. So our first step is to get in position. Our second step, our second fundamental is to magnify the light. And very simply, to magnify the light. What are you focused on? I like to imagine two, two different baskets, two options. One basket is full of all the issues and problems and testings that we face. And we can fill it up with venting, complaining, pouting, getting down, toiling away in our mind, trying to figure everything out. Or we can fill up another basket. We can fill up the basket of praise. Praising God for who he is, praising him for all that he's done for us in our lives, praising him for all that he's done for us in Christ. He's the God of all peace. He's the God of all joy, the God of all grace. He's the Lord Almighty. He's the, the Lord of the heavenly hosts. He's our healer and our provider. He's our righteousness. He's the one who sanctifies us. He's the one who makes us holy. We can just spend time magnifying those things, giving joyful thanks that he's qualified us, staying focused on that basket. And when we magnify the light, it expands the capacity where God can begin to flow more of all those good things through us. Now, we also have to get really good at recognizing the symptoms. Because wherever we're positioned, whatever we're magnifying, it's going to produce some symptoms. You're going to feel some things in your body. You might find yourself snapping at people or retaliating at people, getting frustrated, angry, upset, withholding good things that you know to do from people. You might avoid people or give them the silent treatment not talk to them. And on the inside, you'll feel the heaviness and the weight and all that pressure like it's sitting on you. You might have feelings of fear and stress and worry and anxiety, feeling down. But when we take our position in the light and all those good things begin to flow, we have fellowship with God, fellowship with people. And when we rest, God goes to work and all those good things begin to flow. And when he's doing the work, everything is free and easy and effortless and energizing. You've got that peace and the joy and the love and the power all just flowing through you. It's like you're in kind of a flow state. Now, the good news is, if we ever get off track, we can turn the tables, get right back in position in just a couple seconds. 
doesn't take long because sometimes we miss it. Sometimes we get focused on the wrong thing. Sometimes we get out of that joyful Thanksgiving and we can turn it right back around, get back position in the light again. Just takes a second to do changing our focus. How do we do it? I think it starts with recognizing the symptoms and then we humble ourselves. Father, forgive me. I've missed it. I'm off track right now. We start praising and thanking him for his grace and his goodness and his love. He's qualified us to share in that inheritance in the kingdom of light. Very simple process, but learning to recognize it, getting skilled at turning it around quickly. And then our third fundamental, you take your position today. He's going to give you some leading and some direction for your life today. But we've got to stay tuned into him. My favorite way to do this is with a journal before bed. And I like to start with what I call some filters at the top of the journal. These filters are just short phrases that I keep rewriting consistently as a way to reinforce things, keep things top of mind for me. Helps me with my decision making throughout the day. And I like to start at the very top with the big picture vision. Where do I feel like God is leading me in my life? For me personally, that's Abundant Life Training Centers all over the world, making the body of Christ healthy and beautiful. And then I want to bring it down into this year. What do I feel like is the word or the vision or direction God gave me for this year? For example, for me personally, this year is 2022, the year of the beautiful land. And he's starting to give me some glimpses of this beautiful land, this rich inheritance that he has for us in Christ and teaching us to hold fast to it, to possess it and to hold fast to it, not let it go. And then I want to bring it down into this month. This month, we're working on connection. Connecting with God, our purpose, our loved ones, our community. And this week specifically, we're focused on connecting with our community. So I want to start with the big picture vision, then this year, this month, this week. And then I want to bring my journal down into today. I want to start my journal with gratitude and praise to get in position. And then I like to magnify it. What went well today? What are all the ways that I saw God showing up today? What are all the things to praise him for today? And then I like to ask this question. God, what were you trying to show me today? And get still and listen for a couple minutes and whatever comes into my mind, just begin to write those things down. And then I want to plan out the upcoming day with God. And that's where I've learned to stick with our fourth fundamental. What do you know to do today? Because I learned sometimes I was getting out ahead of God. I was toiling away in my mind, trying to figure things out, trying to force things to happen. On the other side, sometimes I was procrastinating on things that I knew to do. And those things just start piling up and building up on the inside, but it begins to block your clarity. You feel that overwhelm on the inside. So I've learned to stick with, what do I know to do today? And that becomes the plan for the day. And then we wake up like a kid on Christmas morning. We get the day started right. And we remember this very important principle. That the first thing out of our mouth every morning sets the tone for the whole day. And I feel like this is something we can imitate God in. By looking at the very first words we see him speak in the Bible that sets the tone for the whole Bible. Let there be light. And so now those are the first words out of my mouth in the morning, right when I wake up. Let there be light. And it's amazing how such a simple little thing brings a different energy into the day. And then we get connected with him, start giving thanks and praise and thanksgiving to him. Get that day started right. We start walking out that plan for the day in full confidence in him. He's right there with us every step of the way. And when we get to that place of confident faith, his grace begins to surge through us. He begins to go to work. He begins to beautify our lives, to bring these beautiful solutions into our life. These gifts from above, these things that we can never make happen on our own. And beauty is attractive and magnetic. 
and begins to pull more and more of everything God has for us into our life. Let's take a look at this scripture. Colossians chapter 1, verse 12. It says, giving joyful thanks. Not just thanks, but joyful thanks to the Father. Why? Because he's qualified us to share in the inheritance of his holy people in the kingdom of light. Giving joyful thanks to the Father who has qualified you to share in the inheritance of his holy people in the kingdom of light. We can walk in the light. We can walk in his kingdom. And what I've learned is thanksgiving, especially joyful thanksgiving, it's the shortcut to begin to walk in the light so that we can share in this rich inheritance that he's given us in Christ. So Heavenly Father, we are just thankful, just so thankful that you've qualified us to share in the inheritance of your holy people in the kingdom of light. What a gift. And everything we need is in there in the light. We're just so thankful for that. I thank you for teaching us about this, how to walk in the light as you are in the light, so that we have fellowship with you, fellowship with one another. And I thank you that on the night Jesus was betrayed, he took the bread and said, this is my body broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And Father, I just ask that you would help us to walk in this. You're teaching us this. Help us to walk in this consistently, giving joyful thanks to you every day that you've qualified us to share in this inheritance. Just giving joyful thanks for it every single day. Help us to remember to do this. Jesus' body was broken so that we could walk in this. You poured the cup of your wrath onto his body. His body was broken. He was bruised. He was hit. He was whipped. He was pierced on his side. So that we could walk in the light. We could have this personal relationship with you. He made us right and holy and perfect in your sight. We can approach you with freedom and confidence. All because of his one sacrifice. And then you raised him up from the dead. You seated him at your right hand in heavenly places. And you raised us up with him and seated us together. Made us one with him. So Father, I thank you for this bread. And ask you to bless it in Jesus' name. Give your bread, you can take your bread. Then after supper, Jesus took the cup. He said, this is the cup of the new covenant. In my blood, poured out for the forgiveness of sins for many. I just keep thinking about this is the cup. The Apostle Paul calls it the cup of thanksgiving. Participation, the cup of thanksgiving. that we get to share in this? He's released us from darkness, transferred us into the light. His blood washes us and cleanses us, makes us new, gives us this new covenant. This blood-sworn oath that God is with us and for us. He's working for our good. We can walk in this kingdom. We can share in it. And so, Father, I thank you for this cup and ask you to bless it in Jesus' name. If you have your juice, you can take your juice. All right. So lately we've talked about the concept of the best and the most beautiful. 
So when God took the people to the promised land, he said that he searched it out for them. He searched out the best and the most beautiful, the most pleasant, the most desirable, the most glorious land in the whole world. And we've talked a lot about making our workouts beautiful, executing your workouts with beauty, because it begins to bring this grace into your workouts. It begins to teach us how to rest and to allow God to do the work. Now, I feel like something he's been showing me lately is to combine these two concepts of the best and the most beautiful. Let's make it beautiful, but let's also bring our best into it. And so one of the concepts I've been thinking about, we've been taking our daily communion workout. And uh, if you don't have the workout, you can go to our website, theabundantlifetrainingcenter.com. If you get access to our email list, if you get on our email list, you'll get access to the workouts. But I've been thinking about this concept. So I've been taking the normal workout, the full reps for each day. For example, it's got some reps of eight, some reps of 16, those types of things. The full reps, what's the best I can do and still make it beautiful? And then the next day, I've been cutting those reps in half. Instead of eight reps, for example, I've been doing two sets of four. And working up to my best set of four. And then on another day, I've been doing a quarter of the reps. So I've been doing the first set with half the reps and then two sets after that with a quarter of the reps. For example, if it's eight reps, what is the prescribed workout? I do a set of four and then a set of two and a set of two. And I begin to bump up the weights a little bit each time. And this is something I'm working on getting into a system for us. But something to be thinking about here. How can I bring my best into that workout today? But I hope it's been helpful for you. If you'd like to learn more about partnering with us in the Abundant Life Blueprint, you go to the Abundant Life Training Center.com.